as a child, it wasn't an atypical thing to play football out in the front yard with neighborhood friends. We didn't need helmets or pads. We just needed a football and some grass to tackle each other on. We would bang heads repeatedly until we were too tired or until we got a dinger. A dinger is what we would call it if one of us had our head rattled so hard it would leave us dizzy and lightheaded. Dingers were not treated very seriously when I was younger, but now we commonly refer to them as concussions. It wasn't until I was in 6th grade that people started seriously talking about the negative effects of concussions. I remember watching the news channels that were talking about how the National Football League was caught up in a scandal in which they were accused of ignoring evidence about the long-term effects of concussions. The uncovering of the scandal contributed largely to the common knowledge known about concussions. There were multiple cases of recent NFL players who had developed long-term diseases and even committed suicide because of their head injuries. KDISD immediately put money into new helmet technology and developed a new concussion protocol, along with almost every other sports program in the nation. The next year, I was playing organized football for the first time in my life. In practices, we would commonly do tackling drills that involved two people running straight at each other and ended with both of us on the ground. During the drill one day, my friend was going head-to-head with a kid who was about three times his size. He ran head first and ended up knocked out on the ground. He was down for about 10 seconds and then he slowly got back up and sat out for the rest of practice. Afterwards, we went to the doctor and he was diagnosed with a concussion. These types of visits are very popular because according to the CDC, an estimated 207,830 people visit for concussions every year. Not only was my friend not allowed to participate in football until he was cleared from the impacts of the concussions, but he was also not able to participate in school activities such as tests. According to Wendy G. Novick, a physical therapist, studying intensively for an exam can cause the symptoms of a concussion to reappear or worsen. Although I do love football, it is not safe enough to participate in it at this point in time. People are uninformed about how concussions can actually cause long-term health issues. Studies show that 95% of people with Parkinson's disease have had one head trauma injury in their life, and this may be the cause. These can be easily prevented if we just put more money into new technology or we stop participating in these dangerous activities overall. Although a concussion can still occur outside of these instances, a large percentage of them do come from these sports. On average, 62,000 concussions a year are sustained in high school sports. The facts that non-physical activity can also be dangerous with a concussion also cannot be ignored. 15% of concussion cases will cause a person to worsen their symptoms if they intensely study. There is not a clear solution to completely preventing concussions, but there is a way to minimize the frequency in which they happen and their long-term effects. We must start by making sure that all people are informed by the steps they must take when they have head injuries, and we must put all efforts towards discovering technology that can end concussions altogether.